Hi there, this is Love Johar. Thank you so much for tuning into this video. This particular video is very important for all the people who are asking questions uh, from where to begin, from where to start watching the videos that I have created, from where to, you know, uh, lay a foundation for a proper, you know, training program. So I had a lot of people asking me, you know, the same questions over and over. So that's where I realized that there is a need of a series of episodes, a series of a sequence of training videos, you know, uh, that, that could be launched so that people get the value, people get the knowledge, you know, uh, that they are seeking for. So that's where I wanted to start this series. And this will be a continuous series. Uh, there will be a lot of episodes posted in this uh, series. There will be a lot of live sessions that will go on. And along the live sessions, we will answer questions. We will answer your queries. Uh, we will try to help all the people, you know, that have any doubts. You know, the only drawback that I see in the, you know, previous pre-recorded sessions are people cannot interact. People cannot ask any questions. People are missing that, uh, you know, that uh, platform where they can, you know, get involved, they can ask questions. So this time, all the live sessions will happen, uh, you know, during after office hours in the IST timings so that people can actually see this these sessions live and take the most benefit out of these sessions. And moreover, as I said, they can interact more. They can, you know, get engaged with me. They can get uh, their questions answered. They can get their doubts cleared. So all these things will start happening now. And uh, any questions that you would like to ask, you know, you can ask in the comment section and uh, maybe during the live video or maybe during the letter of the day, you know, maybe next day when you are watching this video as a part of the sequence that you were following, you can ask another follow up question the next day. So things like that. Okay. So this will be, you know, a great help to all the freshers who are out there. You know who are not uh, you know aware with the with the you know nitty-gritties of the uh, information security world and uh, also this will be a huge help to all the working professionals also because uh, there will be a lot of topics that will be covered in this particular series from ground level to top level so that you know any doubts that you have you can get clarified as well in the real time scenarios you know the issues that you are facing in your projects anything you know you want to ask for there there might be some answers that i also might not be aware about but still i'll try to answer as much as i can and if not the next day i'll try to answer them okay in the next session so let's begin this journey together and i hope that these videos this new series brings a lot of value to all of you who are out there so uh, you know thank you for being there i already see three people in the live session which is a you know, great, uh, you know, amount of participation that I was expecting in this uh, initial, you know, training video that I was about to launch today. So without any further ado, let me tell you what exactly we will be going to cover. And it's a long list that I have in front of me. So I'll quickly go through it. Uh, there might be a chance that uh, I might not be able to cover all these topics today because this is a huge list that I have put up today for myself. However, I'll still try to go as slow as possible because when I tried to create these videos last time, a lot of people were asking me, you know, love you speak very fast. So 
this is a kind of feedback that i have got over the time so this time i'll glow i'll go actually as slow as possible so that you know people can can understand the topics better people can clarify their doubts better people can interact more people can ask more questions so this is your platform now this is not my youtube channel i would like to say this is your youtube channel now so you know go ahead and participate and ask as many questions as you want to ask you know no hesitation this is a training platform for you okay it's not for me you know i am trying to just share my knowledge here and you know just to help you out that's the only thing that i am doing here okay so we'll start today's uh, you know uh, video with the few topics that i'll be covering today like first of all what is the purpose of iso 27001 what is the purpose of iso 27001 what is the reason of iso 27001 what is the purpose objectivity behind iso 27001 why is iso 27001 important why do we uh, think that iso 27001 is important what are the reasons for that okay what are the three isms security objectives that you should be aware about what is an isms we keep repeating this uh, this word isms a lot of times but a lot of people are confused around what is isms why do we need an isms in the first place okay what are the requirements for iso 27001 what are the 14 domains of iso 27001 so these are a few topics that as I, as i said i'll quickly go over today in this uh, first uh, part one you know that i am uh, starting today but still if due to any reason due to questions due to you know the amount of time if uh, you know i am not able to cover any of the last topics that i just said i'll make sure i'll cover in the tomorrow's uh, you know live training and it will keep on happening these episodes will keep on coming up now so this is just starting now okay so i'll start with the basics now very basic question many people think sometimes what is the purpose of iso 27001 why why was it developed okay so iso 27001 was developed in order to help organizations to help companies of any size of any industry you know of any uh, you know domain in order to protect their information assets in order to protect their information in a systematic way okay through the adoption of an information security management system okay i'll try to break this down again for people's you know more understanding so what is the purpose of iso 27001 you know this question can be asked uh, in your interviews also so i'll try to elaborate a little bit more on the answer so iso 27001 was developed in order to help organizations in order to help companies in order to help the industries of any size or any domain or any industry okay in order to protect their information their assets in a systematic and cost effective way okay why uh, sorry how through the adoption of an information security management system this is the purpose of iso 27001 why it was created okay so this is a small answer but this is a very high level answer okay now we will do go little bit deep dive into this why is iso 27001 important okay this is the next follow up question that should come so iso 27001 is a standard as you all know so the standard you know the standard actually does not only provides your criteria to you know 
टू प्रोटेक्ट ऑल योर वैल्यूएबल इंफॉर्मेशन एसेट्स यू नो इन टर्म्स ऑफ अ स्टैंडर्ड अ कंपनी कैन ऑल्सो गेट सर्टिफाइड and why get certified in order to prove to its customers and its partners and its uh, you know stakeholders that this company is safeguarding all their data all their information is protected all their assets are protected all their you know uh, all their processes are safeguarded so this is why iso 27001 is important and uh, you know similarly individuals can also get iso 27001 certified okay by attending a course and passing an exam you know people can also get iso 27001 and how it will help people in this case will be to prove their skills to the potential employers that they can actually handle the isms that the organization has put in place so this is where the skills you know are shown to any of the potential employers that okay this this is the person who can actually you know take care of the information security management system that we have already implemented in place or this person can actually implement the iso 27001 for a startup company or for any uh, you know company for that matter okay so a certification can prove your expertise to that uh, you know potential employer you know so this is a difference uh, between how a company gets benefit from iso 27001 certificate and how a a person gets benefits from the iso 27001 certificate so at an individual level as well as at an organization level okay so as you all know iso 27001 is a very global standard it's international standard it's easily recognized around the world you know it has a great audience it has a lot of uh, you know organizations following it so this is why uh, we are discussing this standard because it is the essence if if you will ask me only one question why do i want to implement iso 27001 in any organization i would simply say that if you want to holistically cover anything and everything in terms of uh, information security if you want to have an umbrella framework if you want to actually make sure that all the endpoints all the end to end processes each and everything not only it not only infrastructure not only you know a specific targeted function if you actually want to completely holistically you know improve your organization's information security posture you need iso 27001 there is no other way around it i'll be completely honest and uh, this is my feedback okay so follow it uh, you know seriously iso 27001 is very important and at the same time it will bring you a lot of value as i have already covered at an organization level at an individual level also so now coming to the next question which is which is what are the three isms security objectives so what is the basic goal of iso 27001 so i think most of you will know the answer but still as i said i'll be covering all the topics this is from the starting ground level up so basic goal of iso 27001 is to protect the three core aspects of information which are number 1 confidentiality number 2 integrity and number 3 availability So this is the basic goal of ISO 27001 implementation of ISO 27001, you know, as a whole 
to protect the three aspects of information which are nothing but confidentiality integrity and availability now i'll little bit deep down into this what is confidentiality what is integrity what is availability confidentiality as you all know is nothing but making sure that only the authorized persons have the right to access the information that they are intended to receive only the authorized person should be able to access the assets not the unauthorized people who should not have access to the asset okay this is where confidentiality plays a vital role okay next one is integrity integrity says that only the authorized persons can change the information not not anyone who is not authorized okay then comes availability now many people say that why availability is coming under you know information security objective a lot of people have this doubt because availability uh, you know is part of an infrastructure you know level where you need to make sure that the asset that you have is available is of high resilience if high availability this term is used in the infrastructure models as well so but people ask this why is availability a part of you know the three core aspects of information so i'll try to answer this question again today so availability is is a very important part because all the information assets that you are trying to protect they must be accessible to all the authorized persons whenever they need it so this is availability otherwise if the information will not be accessible to all the you know uh, attendee uh, to all the you know intended uh, you know audience then what is the use of uh, you know protecting the information if the information is not available when they need it okay so availability that's why it becomes a core importance you know it's of utmost importance uh, that's why availability is there now after that after these questions another follow up question comes to what is an isms people ask me people say what is an isms information security management system you you hear this term a lot of times but what is it is is it a tangible thing is it a non tangible thing is it, it is a is it a process is it a checklist it is, is is it a policy is it a framework what is information security management system that a company has to establish in order to you know make the company actually iso 27001 compliant so people are confused in isms also that's why i am starting from the very core basics because i know that this is a need people are asking this that's why you should know this okay what is an isms isms is nothing but a set of rules that a company that a industry has to establish okay a set of rules that a company has to establish in order to identify the stakeholders and their expectations of the company in terms of information security number 1 second thing is to identify which risks exist exist for their information assets this is number 2 number 3 to define controls which are safeguards and other mitigation methods in order to meet the identified expectations and to handle risks this is number 3 now number 4 in order to set clear objectives on what needs to be achieved with information security this is number 4 number 5 in order to implement all the controls and other risk treatment methods that you have identified now number 6 
in order to continuously measure whether the implemented controls are performing as per your expectation or not and after that number 7 to make this is very important right number 7 is very important because here you have to implement isms in order to make continuous improvement in order to make your isms work better so these are the seven you know reasons you know there may be more reasons but these are the main you know reasons why a set of rules you know this set of rules can be laid down in the form of policies procedures checklists documents can be anything on everything okay but you have to establish these processes these you know these documents in order to you know make sure that your information is protected i'll try to cover quickly all the things that i discussed again for a quick reference so what is an isms an isms is nothing but a set of rules you know which can be laid down in the form of policies it can be laid down in the form of procedures it can be laid in laid down in the form of you know documents checklists uh, anything you you know you want to establish okay so this is a very high level overview that i am giving you right so reason why to do that is number 1 to identify your stakeholders expectation of your organizations end goals in terms of information security number 1 which is self explanatory what is the what is the stakeholders what is the you know what is the executive team of your company what what are the expectations that they have that they want to fulfill in terms of information security of their organization this is the first driving factor very important second thing is in order to identify which risks exist currently for all the information assets that you have within your organization this is again very important reason why to implement isms the set of rules why to establish those set of rules why to establish these documents and policies right so second thing is in order to identify which risks exist currently in the information portfolio that you have the set of assets that you have what type of risks exist currently you should know otherwise how will you mitigate them right so the third thing after risk assessment comes then defining controls this is the third reason of implementation of isms defining controls defining safeguards and any other mitigation methods also in order to meet the identified expectations again of the stakeholders and to handle the risks at the same time after that the fourth objective is to set clear end goals on what needs to be achieved with the information security function that you have in place or you know procedures that you have in place what is the clear objective what is the end goal and fifth thing is to implement all the controls and safeguards and all the risk treatment methods that you have identified in order to protect your assets the sixth thing is to continuously measure and monitor if the implemented controls are performing as per your expectations or not and last but not the least i'll repeat again seventh would be to make continuous improvements to make this whole isms system work as a wheel as a you know as a process as a you know uh, you know kind of a framework you know like a cycle so you have to make continuous improvements to make this isms you know wheel run faster okay 
so i think it will pretty much you know clarify why do you need a set of rules you know uh you know you need them in order to establish all these things that i have just told you that's why you need those set of rules that's why you need those policies that's why you need those procedures that's why that's why you need those documents okay so a lot of people ask me you know what are the benefits what are the business benefits that a company you know can achieve with the implementation of information security standard you know this again can be an objective of your stakeholders as i mentioned just before this question that you have to understand what is the end goal that your company is driving after the isms implementation is very important okay so first thing first and foremost i think most of you who are watching this video must also be aware about this this is to comply with legal requirements okay so there is an ever increasing you know number of laws regulations contractual requirements you know related to information security you know a lot of things are coming up you know and you would be glad to know that most of them can be resolved simply by implementing iso 27001 so this standard iso 27001 actually gives you a perfect method to comply with all these legal requirements so just think about it how much you know this one implementation can actually you know help you in the long term okay so this is to comply with legal requirements the first thing second thing which most of the companies do because this is again business we are talking about so achieving competitive advantage if your organization gets a certificate and your competitors you know you have competitors every business has a competitor these days okay so if your organization is certified you know what does it means to your clients what does it means to your end consumers what does it means to your customers as i mentioned in the start of this video for all the industries who are implementing iso 27001 clearly shows one thing that this organization is very much sensitive about keeping their information assets safe and they are very much involved in making sure that their information assets are safe guarded properly and they are making sure that their 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 assets are protected properly they they have proper procedures in place so it talks a lot about making sure that your sensitive information is safeguarded so client feels this level of confidence the customers feel a sense of confidence that okay this organization that i am dealing with is actually making sure is sensitive about my data is sensitive about the information that they are dealing with so that's where you achieve a competitive advantage as well after that another another thing comes into play is after the implementation a lot of organizations say that they have reduced the overall cost for you know preventing the information security incidents because earlier whenever there used to be any you know incident that used to happen in any organization be it ransomware be it uh, you know ddos attack be it anything and everything you know any kind of you know vulnerabilities that were there before any organization has to cope up with it right you have to deal with those security incidents 
but after preventing the ISMS in place, you actually save all that cost. You actually save all those man hours. You actually save all those productivity. You actually save your infrastructure assets from going down. You actually save a lot of bandwidth of people who are working in your technology department or security department or you know development department, production, wherever. Okay, so there you are actually saving cost. There is a cost involved in the implementation of ISO 27001. However, the return on investment is huge. If you will try to understand from a security incident point of view, the the end, you know, the return of investment is huge. You know, ROI is very good. That's why organizations are implementing because they understand this. That if any organization, God forbid it happens, but let's say any organization, if, if it comes to a ransomware attack or a DDoS attack, you have to go through a lot. It's a big security incident that has happened now. And you don't have an ISO 27001 in, play, in place or you don't have, uh, you know, ISMS in place. How will you cope up with it? How will you handle those security incidents? How will you handle those, uh, you know, criticalities? What if there is a reputational loss? How will you deal with that loss? So things like that, very small things. People don't think about these things, you know, on a day to day, but when they happen, yes it happens okay so that's where organizations after implementing iso 27001 they actually save costs why because they avoid they mitigate they safeguard so that these incidents do not happen these incidents do not surface their boundaries their perimeters okay that's why in turn lowering the cost this this can come as a part of you know the business case that you know many people ask me how to prepare a business case for ISO 27001 implementation so this is where it comes a part of a business case document where you can actually show your business that these are the five costs these are the five you know areas where i will save money it's not only about implementing money let's say i have invested x amount of money if i am getting y amount of return on it then you can show the organization you can show those calculations you can show the man hours involved in case something happens and so that they can realize that yes this can happen Ob obviously the probability is less completely agree with that but what if it happens okay so keeping those probabilities in mind you know keeping those uh, you know things in mind you can actually create a business case over this okay so these are some of the you know benefits that uh, you know just discussed today and uh, you know this is uh, this, these are the you know topics that i wanted to cover today uh, just a couple of more things i wanted to cover here like you know what are the 14 domains of iso 27001 okay so people you know they ask this what are the 14 domains of ISO 27001? Okay, so these 14 domains are actually listed in Annex A of ISO 27001 standard. Okay, organized in the sections A.5 to A.18. Okay, I'll quickly walk through all the 14 domains here. For your reference, I'll quickly drill down to some of them and uh, I'll briefly touch upon all of them. Firstly, I'll name them. 
what are the 14 domains of iso 27001 so the first thing is a.5 which talks about information security policies then a.6 organization of information security then a.7 human resource security then a.8 asset management then a.9 access control then a.10 cryptography which which we just uh, you know discussed yesterday in one of the live sessions that we were having a.11 physical and environmental security very important a.12 operation security a.13 communications security a.14 system acquisition development and maintenance a.15 supplier relationships a.16 information security incident management like the things that i just discussed about what if an incident happens okay what if a security event and incident happen what will you do in that case a.17 information security aspects of business continuity management very important you know especially after covid has hit this has you know business continuity is one of the you know most uh, you know talked about uh, you know agendas in all the uh, you know cio meetings you know that are happening across the globe business continuity everybody is talking about business continuity post covid or you know uh, when all this started you know uh, when the lockdown started everybody is talking about business continuity very crucial aspect a.17 business continuity management a.18 compliance very important so now i'll quickly go back and i'll drill down little bit in all of them so that you get an understanding of these 14 domains of iso 27001 so that you can get some value out of this video and you understand all these domains a.5 talks about information security policies it's uh, you know already defining itself you know there is nothing much to say so this control is basically describing you how to handle your information security policies what are the things that you need to keep in mind while defining your information security policies you know how to handle information security policies things like that okay a.6 is talking about organization of information security this this will actually you know uh, give you a basic framework of implementation and you know operation uh, of information security you know what are the different roles and responsibilities at an organization level and uh, you know it will actually walk you through the organizational aspects of information security like project management you know things like that so after that a.6 human resource security uh, you know again this term in itself is you know telling you uh, you know this domain that all the controls in this particular domain you know the section will ensure that people who are under the organizations uh, you know are hired trained you know managed in a secure way and you know the onboarding you know offboarding procedures things like that you know hiring terminations things like that all the things are discussed in the human resource security domain after that a.8 asset management so this is talking about information security assets very important information security assets i'll probably create another uh, you know particular uh, you know video for information security assets this is very important guys all of you are watching if you know how to identify the security assets half of the job is done 
यू कैन काउंट मी ऑन दैट इंफॉर्मेशन सिक्योरिटी एसेट्स आइडेंटिफिकेशन इज वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट एंड इज अ क्रुशियल एरिया ऑफ द होल आई सो ट्वेंटी सेवन थाउजेंड वन इंप्लीमेंटेशन ओके एसेट कैन बी एनीथिंग इट कैन बी इंफॉर्मेशन इट कैन बी इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर आइटम इट कैन बी अ पर्सन इट कैन बी अ स्टोरेज आइटम इट कैन बी एनीथिंग बट आइडेंटिफाइंग एसेट्स is very important can be tangible it can be non tangible also so you have to think properly while identifying information security assets okay so asset management this is where it talks about that okay a dot 8 asset management after that access control a dot 9 so this is again as it states this uh, this domain this section will actually make sure that all the information assets are actually you know uh, the access is controlled for physical access logical access all the types of accesses are controlled that's where a.9 will come into play and after that a.10 the cryptography cryptography as we discussed yesterday it will actually help you to define the controls the procedures the safeguards that you should do in order to encrypt all the data which is at rest as well as which is in transit so make sure that you have this understanding of data at rest and data at transit all the data which is at rest in your organization which is stored on a storage device that is called data at rest all the data that is actually traveling from one network to another network on the internet anywhere if the data is traveling that is called data in transit okay so this is where cryptography comes into play where you want to make sure that all the types of encryptions are in place okay when you make sure that all the encryption controls are in place okay cryptography plays a major role in order to ensure that confidentiality authenticity and integrity of information is in play so a.10 is very important okay after that a.11 A dot eleven talks about physical and environmental security. Okay, physical security is very important. Perimeter security is very important because it will prevent unauthorized access to physical areas. What if anybody and everybody can walk through your data center right away without anybody watching that person? Okay, so this is you know an area where you need to make sure that. physical and environmental security is taken care so that unauthorized access is permitted so that you know you can protect your equipment your you can protect your facilities you can protect your assets you know by human intervention or from any kind of you know compromise so a.11 physical and environmental security very important okay so after that a.12 operation security so operation security will actually give you all the things about you know the operating systems the software you know protection against data loss so things like that you know what will you do you know to record events to you know periodic verification of vulnerabilities you know making precautions uh, you know against them so things like that you know everything which is affecting your operations your productions will be covered in the operation security part then comes communication security communication security talks about network infrastructure because communications what is there so it will talk about your network infrastructure in place all the network services in place 
all the information that is transiting through them that is traveling through them as i just said information in transit so communications security will make sure that you have those fire firewalls in place that you have those policies in place that you have those safeguards in place things like that will be covered under a.13 communication security okay after that it is a.14 system acquisition development and maintenance so the controls in this section ensure that information security is taken into account when you know whenever you are actually trying to implement a new uh, you know information system or you are upgrading or you are developing any new information system in place okay so development software development uh, software you know maintenance uh, you know integration etc will come into system acquisition development and maintenance a.14 after that a.15 supplier relationship this is again self evident it is uh, you know showing in itself so all the controls in this section will ensure that outsourced activities performed by the suppliers and the third parties the third party partners that you have the third party vendors that you have are you know appropriate you know security controls are there you know all the activities are managed all the activities are monitored all the activities are controlled you know there are safeguards in place and you how to monitor the third party security performance is a very important thing which is covered in the a.15 supplier relationships so that's where this you know domain comes into play after that talks about a.16 which is information security incident management again very important and crucial as i said you know incident management is very important so all the controls in this section provide a framework in order to handle a security event in order to handle a security incident so that the security incident once happened can be resolved in a timely manner you you know what to do you have those procedures in place you have those documents in place you know from where to start you know from where to you know start implementing the remedial processes what are the remedial processes most of the people don't even know that so this domain will actually help you in finding out those things how to make sure that you learn from the security incidents and how to make sure that you prevent their occurrence the reoccurrence of security incidents this is what comes under information security incident management okay after that a.17 so a.17 talks about information security aspects of business continuity management so all the controls in this section you know as i said we'll talk about disruption we'll talk about you know the managing the availability of information managing the you know the downtime the the things that you know once the disruption actually has happened what to do next you know what to do post disruption how can you make sure that the other side the dr side that you have how to make sure that the dr side gets activated how to make sure that the dr side that you have all the processes which you have are currently functioning how to make sure that they come live at the same time when one side goes down other side you know comes up live so all these procedures all these you know processes and workflows will actually come as a part of business continuity management bcp you know business continuity planning bia business impact analysis you know all these things you know uh, will come under a part of business continuity management
After that, A.18 is compliance. Very important. A.18 is very important. Why? Because this section will actually, you know, help you to prevent legal, statutory, regulatory, and all the contractual breaches, you know, that your organization might come under. If you, you know, and audits, and if you, uh, you do not have, you know, proper implementation of this domain. So, you know, it, it tells you what are the, you know, defined policies you have to follow, what are the procedures, you know, what are the requirements of the ISO 27001 standard as a whole, so that it can help you in all the, uh, you know, legal, statutory, regulatory and contractual obligations. So that's where the compliance sections come into play. Okay. So I think this, these domains are, you know, very much intensive in itself. So, you know, I think uh, this, this is, this is a lot of topics to cover for today. So I, I would like to hold here and I would like to answer, you know, a few questions, you know, just, just after this. Okay. So one thing I would like to add before, you know, jumping onto the questions would be a closer look of all the domains that I have just discussed now. What, what does these things show you? These things, these domains, these 14 domains that I've just discussed show one thing. Okay. That information security is not about only having IT security in place. It's not about having firewalls. It's not about having antivirus in place, but a lot of other factors also come into play. It's about managing processes. It's about managing your workflows. It's about securing your processes and workflows. It's about the legal protection of your organization. It's about physical protection of your organization. It's about protection of your human resources, the people that you are dealing with. That's why ISO 27001 is called the umbrella framework, which I, you know, just stated in the beginning of this uh, video around an hour ago. That's why ISO 27001 states each and everything, you know, that's why they call it a holistic framework. That's why it is so important. Okay. ISO 27001 is very important. That's why it has all these benefits. Okay. So, uh, this is, this is, I think this, this, uh, all these details that I have just given are, you know, helpful to all the people that you were there. And uh, I will try to answer all the questions that I can see in the comment section. Thank you so much for Sandeep and uh, Trisha and uh, one more person is there. So all of you have put in a lot of questions. Thank you so much for asking the questions. I'll try to answer them all. If not, I'll try to answer them tomorrow. Okay. Because the session itself was very much, you know, time consuming. So I do not want to, you know, hold people for a long time. So. That's where I'm also concerned. Okay. Okay. So a lot of questions are there. I don't know from where to begin. Okay. So Trisha Srivastav, the first question that I have with me is how are different standards of ISO related? Like uh, ISO 27002. ISO 27031, ISO 27001, ISO 27000, uh, you know, 
uh, 1 2005 edition is there 2013 uh, you know version is there so she is asking whether all these come under one umbrella of iso 27001 okay so iso 27000 is a series okay tisha you are you are right there but i'll correct you a little bit more so the 22700x this is a series okay so this series has a lot of you know standards under it as you have rightly mentioned there are a lot more standards in this series iso 27001 is the one that everybody follows because it states the requirements that any organization has to fulfill in order to be compliant that's why iso 27001 rises above all of these standards and that's why it's a standard why you know everybody refers to this iso 27001 but yes all these standards are interrelated but the requirements as i said are only specified in iso 27001 you should be knowing that however all the other you know uh, standards have their own play okay i'll discuss about that you rightly mentioned people should know about what are what are the different standards what, what does each standard of the iso 27000 series stand for very important question i'll make sure that i'll try to answer it in one of the videos so it is it's important actually okay so this is this was the first question so okay another question by sandeep kwatra i can see that he is asking about internal and external issues and role of interested parties okay okay so you're you're asking about that okay sure so i i was thinking of covering this separately tomorrow sandeep so i'll probably start the tomorrow section with this particular question that you have answered because many people have you know confusions over this so since i have not covered this topic today I, i will not answer this question however i would like to cover it separately tomorrow so hope that will be fine with you sandeep so i have noted down these questions and they come under a specific topic so i'll try to cover them tomorrow only and i will answer both of these questions that you have because these are a part of a topic right so after that gangara has a question gangara is asking how many years should the organization perform internal audit before getting certified by iso so uh, how many years should the organization perform internal audit so internal audits let me clarify something here okay thank you trisha for making sure that you understand my answer okay i got your feedback i am happy that you know you got what i was trying to say thank you for confirming it so gangara so let me tell you what is first of all internal audit i think there is some confusion there that's why you know you are asking how many years should an organization perform internal audit before getting certified by iso okay so internal audit is nothing but an assessment internal audit is an assessment that an organization does internally there is no such uh, you know compliance in terms of the time period of internal audit in terms of the you know cycle of internal audit in terms of the you know periodicity of internal audit 
you can do internal audit in a quarter you can do internal audit in 6 months depending upon the scope of your iso 27001 implementation depending upon the 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 scope the boundaries of iso 27001 uh, you know you can uh, you know do the internal audits as your company you know specifies as your organization specifies that's why you do internal audit internal audit is done to actually you know go through an assessment it's kind of a you know thing where you actually understand the controls that you have implemented whether these are effective affected or not whether the things that you have actually put into play are actually working as per your expectations or not or are there any loopholes there you know it's not like you have to go for you know one year or two years of internal audits before getting certified by iso 27001 as compliant it's not like that it's like you have to do this as a process internal audit is one thing that is recommended okay try to understand this but this is not something that you know it's stopping you from getting a iso 27001 certificate for your organization try to understand that okay so after you know implementing the controls you should get an assessment done so after the assessment is done you should go for a certification you know internal audit will not stop you from getting certified let me be very clear there okay don't get yourself trapped in that you know environment don't stop your, yourself from holding the certificate because of internal audits okay you can perform as many audits internal audits as you want depending upon the scope of your project and as i mentioned it's it's dependent upon your organization right so you can do that cool so thank you sandeep for you know allowing me to answer the query tomorrow i'll try to you know cover this aspect i completely understand from where these questions are coming i can answer them today but since i have not touched upon this topic i would like it to be you know kept for tomorrow so that's it for today then uh, you know a lot of the people have joined the uh, live stream really happy for all of you who are there you know as a part of the live stream you know you you have been you know patient enough to watch me to actually understand the concept that i was trying to relay so you know just make sure that you have any questions after watching this video make sure that you you know post them down in the comment section i'll try to answer them you know as soon as i you know get some time so gangara thank you so much uh, for you know uh, you know ganagra sorry sorry for misspelling your name ganagra thank you so much for you know saying that you acknowledged uh, you know and you have understood the concept so thank you so much for all the people who were there so i'll i'll try to cover up uh, the remaining topics tomorrow and uh, i'll try to answer the remaining uh, you know things tomorrow or whenever we'll get time for the next episode of this series okay so uh, trisha you were asking something regarding okay couple of more questions are coming up hang on there yeah so trisha actually uh, any uh, you know company who wants to get iso 27001 certified has to go through an accreditation you know company that actually can uh, you know certify that uh, you know uh, that organization that it is iso 27001 compliant so okay so ganesh uh, your name was coming ganagra i'm sorry about that it was showing ganagra over there okay thank you for confirming ganesh okay i'll remember that so so there are organizations that get you certified yes and they will do external audit 
in order to make sure that the ISMS that you have implemented is actually, you know, is actually holding some value, is actually, you know, working as you have documented it. So yes, you know, they do, they do that. Okay. This is the question. What else was there? Oh, Sunil is asking, uh, when, what time will you come live tomorrow? So Sunil, I think if you will subscribe to this channel, anytime I will be live after, usually it will be after 8 p.m. only in the evening, I will come live. Okay. And uh, usually after 8 p.m. only I will come live because in the daytime, I also, I also don't get time. I'll be honest with you. I am also a working professional like you. So, uh, you know, it will be mostly after 8, 8.30. And uh, if you subscribe to this channel, uh, you know, you, you will get the notification when, you know, when the video is live, then you can actually uh, come and participate. Okay. So I would encourage all the people who are watching to subscribe to the channel so that as soon as I go live, you will get the notification. Okay. That's why it is important. Okay. So Sunil, I'll uh, control list is something, you know, you can easily get, you know, online uh, for ISO 27001. It's nothing like it's hidden or somewhere. You can easily Google it. Control list will be there. See, uh, Sunil, one thing I would like to correct you here is getting the list uh, as a document is really easy. Okay. Anybody will be able to give you that understanding why that control list actually exists. What is the reason behind that list? And what is the reason behind those controls is more important. So bear with me. We will cover all the controls in the control list. We'll talk about control separately. This will be actually a, you know, very, you know, valuable, you know, uh, video for you where I will only talk about controls. Okay. So, you know, uh, Trisha, so something called statement of applicability is there. Okay. SOA, which they call. Okay. So SOA is the first document that, you know, the company actually, you know, audits in order to, you know, see what, what are all the, you know, uh, you know, things that, what are the controls that you have implemented? What are the things that you have actually done, you know, in the complete framework? So the question that you are asking is actually, you know, it's not all the controls, not all the controls are specific to any organization. So controls that are applicable to your organizations are get audited. Okay. And it comes under SOA. So I'll come to that, you know, maybe, uh, you know, it's kind of an, you know, uh, thing that people actually try to ask questions, which are further down the line, but I completely understand that. So it comes under SOA. We will discuss that statement of applicability. I have already, you know, put a lot of different videos on SOA. If you want, you can, uh, you know, voice them in the intermediate so that you get this answer. Not all the controls, Trisha, only a few controls which are applicable. Okay. So, uh, Manoj Kumar, there are a lot of uh, certifying bodies that you can get contact into. Uh, you can Google them. There are a lot, of, a lot of different names. I would not like to mention them here so that, you know, uh, someone will think that I am trying to promote anyone here. So a lot of certification bodies are there. You can contact them to get the, you know, ISO 27001 certificate for your organization. A lot of certifying bodies are there. I wouldn't, I would not name them here so that, you know, people might think that I'm branding someone. Okay. So yes, you can do that. Right. A lot of organizations do that. Uh, 
that is all i think i have answered mostly all the questions except sandeep's so apologies sandeep i'll try to cover this particular topic that you have asked tomorrow and i'll try to answer your questions primarily first or tomorrow tomorrow or whenever you know i'll come live again because uh, you know we we host a lot of different videos every day so maybe not tomorrow maybe day after or so so yeah so but rest assured that all the questions that you have put in the comments will get answered only i think uh, you know sandeep's question remains in the let me tell you what was sandeep asking so that you people who are watching know he is asking the difference between internal and external issues what is the difference between these two things okay which is a part of a big topic that i would like to cover in a separate video and he is asking the role of interested parties okay so this is basically a clause that he wants to know about in the iso 27001 standard itself that he wants to inquire about since i have not touched the clause here today i will not answer it today sandeep i'll transfer it i'll actually answer it in a upcoming video so uh, i think that's all then uh, remaining all the comments have been answered so i feel good about that uh, thank you so much for watching everyone and try to share this video with all the fresher friends that you have uh, rest assured that they will get value after uh, you know watching this video a couple of times maybe first time this video will actually bounce your head i'll completely be honest with you because uh, these are the things that you have not heard before okay but if you will watch this a couple of times maybe record it on your mobile phone and maybe record it on a pen drive and watch it later but trust me if you will do that this videos will actually bring a lot of value to you okay so it's every 3 years that uh, mohammed every organization has to get recertified every 3 years it's a certification cycle for all the uh, you know organizations to get recertified right so you are asking how often certification needs to be renewed it's 3 years okay so uh, thank you sandeep thank you i appreciate your patience and you know uh, you know i would like to cover this as i said as a separate topic so that's where i will answer this so mohammed uh, to answer your question how often certificate certification needs to be renewed for any organization it's 3 years okay so you can note it down so i'll discuss about that as well two types of audits come into play you know surveillance audits come into play certification audits come into play so i'll answer those questions also why three year period is there what will happen after one year what will happen after second year all these questions we will discuss don't worry okay so i'll go go topic by topic since i am only concerned with the basic topics today so that's why i do not want to you know go into a lot of depth here so thank you so much for tuning in everybody uh, i actually enjoyed you know creating today's session and uh, you know i'll be happy if all of you join in the next one as well and make sure that you subscribe to this channel so that you know when you actually you know uh, when when uh, we will actually come live the next time thank you so much for tuning in thank you stay safe stay safe bye bye